Let's shake it up a little. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast, adding a little bit of salt and a little bit of spice to make your Tuesday just right. Here's your hosts, Lisa and Olivia. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast. My name is Olivia, and I'm working on being more chipper in my intro because I did listen back to one, and I did kind of agree with Lisa that it did not sound very happy, but we are very happy that you guys are here. It's just hard when we talk for hours on end, and then I have to be chipper at the beginning. Um, so anyway, I am a content creator, brand builder, entrepreneur, blah, blah, blah. And to my right is Lisa Brosser. Blah, blah, blah. I just realized if I don't want to have an entrepreneur in my my intro I Everyone's just got cringed cringed up. I know I got cringed out by it <clears throat> hi I'm Lisa Brosser I'm a mom and a host and a wife I really need to just there's have always just question marks question after marks? your name like, I know you just never know like, what do you guys want to know what am I to you um and my current obsession is my favorite song turns out to be a Christian song what is it it's idol worship by Paramore Oh, I don't know. Isn't that Paramore's crazy? Paramore's a Christian band? No. Oh. But they're like, all believers. I was like, I don't know about that. <laughs> they're all believers. Okay. And so I was listening to the lyrics of their song. And well, I was like singing along to it. I've known the song for like over a year. Um, and as I'm like singing along to it, I'm like, that sounds like Jesus. <laughs> they're really talking about like a golden monkey or something. <laughs> um, and it's not idle, like idolizing yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. It's I-D-L-E, which is like when you're stagnant. Um, so it was just so crazy as I was, uh, reading the lyrics, it's officially my number one favorite song in the world. Oh my. And it's because I've never felt something so closely. As a pastor's wife, being mm. like put on a pedestal and all this stuff, this is what it's about. And so can I read you just mm-hmm. a few of the lyrics? Okay. I mean, I'm going to read Frozen 2 lyrics after this. Ew. That's fine. Oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> um, okay. Um, if I was you, I'd run from me or rip me open. You'll see I'm not the only one who's hopeless. Be sure to put your hope in something more. I'm just a girl and you're not as alone as you feel. Um, we all need heroes, don't we? But rest assured, not a single person here who's worthy. There's not a single person here who's worthy. I know that you're afraid to let all the dark escape you, but we could let the light illuminate these hopeless places. Like, you're wasting all your faith on me. Um, think it's safe to say your savior doesn't look a thing like me. (laughs) I am just so so blown away it's like hey i'm gonna let you down i'm not the person you're supposed to be following like you need to have someone else to look up to Mm -hmm. who's actually like gonna illuminate those dark places yeah that's good whoa wish i liked them it's the best listen to it that's how i feel when i not joking listen to like some disney songs yeah i'm like i really encouraging a disney princess (laughs) This is just, it's illuminating everything. I've cried listening to like Moana. Yes, I like, I like Moana. Maybe not just Disney, a lot of Broadway songs. Like when you hear oh, like the passion. You say that, but like you like Hairspray. Okay, you that's like, not Broadway. What's the other one? Oh, 
you know it was on Broadway. It was, but I don't like Broadway hairspray. I like okay, the movie. I don't. I don't like a lot of Broadway stuff. I don't like a lot of plays because they can get like uh-huh. kind of cringy. But you like musicals, though. Not all of them. Remember what we're working on? No blanket statements. So if you like musicals, doesn't mean you like all of them. Okay, but just be, okay. But here's the thing: Can you say you like action movies if you don't love every action movie? Yes. Because I love action movies and I don't like like um, watching 12 Transformers back to back to back. <laughs> Why not? Because <laughs> they're all the same. I know. <laughs> um, speaking of that, we're just going to cut and go. They're talking about doing a mashup of Fast and Furious with Jurassic Park. What? It's That's literally not on real. the news. Arturo sent it to me. It's You're on the news. You're kidding me. I f- flat on the floor. Dead. DOA. Oh I don't gosh. know what I would do. I saw the funniest um, Photoshop photo of Jeff Goldblum mm-hmm. holding a dinosaur, but it was like kind of, <clears throat> is it um, hypocritical? Hip, hippa, hippa. I, I don't know what you're going to say after. Hip, um, because hypocritical is a word. It, it, it's kind of not hypocritical. It's not about um, like hypocrisy. Oh my like Jesus! Hypocritical? Oh, blasphemous! Blasphemous! Okay, because it, it's like a picture of like Jesus holding a lamb type of a thing. It's <laughs> 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 Jeff Goldblum holding a dinosaur. And I almost sent it to you, but I'm like, I don't know if this is a bad thing though. Oh, I would laugh yeah, I, I at would a certain laugh. point. Like, you don't have to take you know, everything so seriously. You know that so they're not seriously. making fun of Jesus. I mean, it's you'd just, hope not, but uh, yeah, but I, I, I we aren't. Not. That's no. just funny. Um, I'll find it anyway I just cannot imagine I can't I literally can't imagine that means like like, you know the rock my favorite person shout out Dwayne Johnson would be in Jurassic Park Jurassic Park I would pass out I'd have a heart attack I I wish I could see Paul Walker in Jurassic Park I know that's so sad they could CGI him that would be so cool Actually, Sad. like, I, I'm trying to imagine him there. I wish I could see him in the movie there. I'd love that. I know. Anyway, R. that R. took, that Sorry. was so many twists and turns. Um, What's your obsession? obsession? Was that yours? No, I was about to read some of the lyrics. Peter Pumpkin just became fertilizer because you read the lyrics. So I thought it'd be funny. Okay. Um, yeah. What's your current obsession? I said it. You did? Yeah. Oh, the song. Idol worship. Oh, that just took so long. <laughs> um my current obsession is i got in my glossier box lisa knows this when i get new things they like stay in the box in in a box like tucked away so i feel like i'm always opening up a present and i finally open it's like the glossier uh exfoliating bar have you ever used it Mm -mm. i have a weird thing with bars though a lot of people do like bars of soap yeah um the only time i you i like them is when you can put them in like a loofah and then you can like Oh, for your body. That That would be fine. That's what it is. Oh, I thought you meant it's for your face. Oh, no, no. Okay. A bar for your face. Do people use those? Yeah, like a Dove soap bar. Oh, my gosh. If anyone's doing that, let's let's take a moment. Um, Oh, anyway, it's, yeah, it it goes in your shower. Um, I put it in a Ziploc bag, though, because I noticed that it was, like, when the water was, like, getting on it. It smells so good. Hmm. And I rubbed it on my chest because I've been feeling like there's like more dry skin. I've been trying to get it off. And it like was so great. And it was like not that expensive. Have you used so an good. exfoliator before? Um, I use them on my face sometimes, but I actually have never really used them. Oh. Is that weird? Well, that's probably the your new self-discovery in general. Maybe. But I have I have a loofah and I like really go at it. 
And so I feel I like... I think it's still different. Maybe. Well, anyway, it smells like the best and the color is like so pretty. So get it. I know. They just have really pretty stuff. Now I really want to try your um, like BB cream stuff. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The only reason I don't like it is because... I notice that I, especially in the summer, because I do sweat, I can notice that it it's, doesn't feel settled in. Oh, that so sucks. when I use a powder, I feel good. But like if I wore that at a wedding, it would be like off my face. Oh, that so, sucks. I know. I just, so I just, I'm not sure if have I. Have you used their concealer? Yeah, I used it with that. It only works if you don't have really bad blemishes. And I was having them for a while. Mm. But I, when I don't, so it probably works wouldn't great. help my dark circles. No, I think it would. Yeah. It's more of like the red. It's hard to cover up the, like when you have. Like redness? Like a zit. It's like hard to cover that. So I have this new trick. Do you want to hear it? Uh-huh. <laughs> Quite the intro. Um. So I heard about um this facial cream. I think it's called like tiger grass. And it's supposed to take the redness out of your face. And it's a green tint. And I'm like, wait, why would I pay? I think it's like, it's pretty expensive and it's something I would pay for. But I was like, why would I not try first getting my moisturizer and some of my green, um, uh, what's it called? Spot treatment. Yeah. And mixing it together. Yeah. Putting it on my face and seeing if it takes away all the redness and it did. What redness? just general redness that you have oh. in your face that you wouldn't really realize oh but it's it that's like the i i saw it on tiktok the tiger grass thing oh and yeah and so when the girl put it on i'm like whoa that's that took away redness you didn't even realize that you had yeah so that's why i wanted to get it and i was yeah totally shocked it hmm. actually did quite the trick anyway so silver linings yeah let's get to the silver lining of the week Um, I figured it out since then, but I had dry fingertips for a while and it was driving me crazy. Your random ailments. I, um. Your eye, your mole, foot mole. My eye is still a thing. Um, my mole's not. I was so concerned because dryness drives me absolutely off the wall. I exfoliate like my feet all the time because on certain carpets or rugs, I hate the feeling of the or like in my sheets I just feel like it's tugging at the dryness or whatever so same with my hands I like wear gloves at night to keep it um moisturized and I finally found out it's because I don't wash my hands after I put on retinol (laughs) yeah so I had retinol fingertips I told you that right yes you were like do your fingertips get I was like I was uh, like how uh do they not you're like oh I wash my hands before I put on Mm -hmm moisturizer especially so it doesn't get on your eyes too but that's the thing i never put moisturizer on my eyes so that's why i never would think about that you don't no why i put eye cream on my eyes i do too but i just do moisturizer everywhere and then i let it dry and then i put the eye cream i don't don't. i always just don't yeah i I mean that's not bad i just yeah i just usually rub it all over i'm not like in certain areas you know but that makes sense yeah so Mm. i'm glad that's fixed because it was driving me absolutely crazy they're still kind of dry but Mm. My hands used to get so dry working at the coffee shop because we'd have to touch bleach rags all day and it would just be like cracked and you couldn't do anything about it. It was just, it is, it just is what it was. It is what it is. It is what it was. It is what it is. Okay. That TikTok sound? No. Mm -mm. I haven't really been on TikTok lately. 
A little bit. It is what it is. Okay. Okay. Um. So did a wedding this past weekend, and it was really good. It was for some good friends. So and, fun. And they were just like. I mean, it was a different type of fun for me. I was exhausted. Working? <laughs> yeah, I worked it was like so hot. 12 hours straight and I literally thought I was, and I was wearing a bodysuit. So remember last week when I talked about SWAS? <laughs> SWAS? <laughs> and Swatch. Swatch. <laughs> um, and it wasn't too bad. It cooled off pretty quick, like after mm-hmm. the sun went down and like this weekend we have a wedding, it's not going to be as hot. Thank goodness. Um but it was just like it was my first time like having an assistant and really having all of my gear out and feeling really prepared because the last last wedding I did didn't really know the bride was about to walk down the aisle like there was a lot of stuff going on so this time it was just like everything went so well it was so nice having an assistant um but it was just crazy because the photographer got sick and she had food poisoning and I've never been at a wedding where the photographer had to leave. And I think it was just cool. Like my silver lining within all of that was cool to be like, it really does take a village to make things happen. Like the second shooter had never shot a wedding and I looked at her and I was like, oh, it's your time to shine. You know, and I've been in those situations so many times where you just like, you know, we talk about in the episode today getting thrown in the deep end, but sometimes that's what you have to do to like yeah. make it happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our tour and I were taking photos. I told Tay, I was like, take whatever photos you can. And it was just kind of cool to see that like the bride and groom weren't stressed at all. They just kept that's going. So cool. We love you guys. Thank you so much for helping. And it was just like, oh, you know, when you can compartmentalize and not start to stress out, like that is the biggest thing I've learned with anything is just like, take a deep breath and don't get stressed because that's not going to help anything. You just have to compartmentalize and make it happen. Um, and I think it, it went really well and I'm happy with like all of the shots and everything. And I got to, I don't know, see people come into their own, which I love that. So makes you grow. Yeah. I love watching people grow. Yeah. I love people being uncomfortable. I love people being in pain. What? Sometimes I'm kind of sometimes I'm kind of like, oh, I'm excited for you. You're like you're sucking right now. This is fun. (laughs) But you'll get better. You'll get better. Hopefully. (laughs) Well, Um, on today's episode. Oh, I I was. Thank you. You were teeing Um, me up. and I Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, Lay up. There we go. We're trying to do sports terms. <laughs> we're not. Don't worry, you guys. We're never doing that again. So stick around. Um, today we were talking about relationships and um, just some things that we feel very passionate about that we didn't even know we felt so passionate about. But making sure that you know your worth and that you know whether your relationship is worth it or not. Yeah. And at the beginning of the... Ugh. At the beginning of the episode, we kind of go into some more, like, I was going to say graphic. It's not. We talk a lot about sex and about some other explicit things. So if you have kids in the car. Yeah, yeah. We just to let you guys know. More of an adult um, episode. <laughs> adult. So adult. Um, and also just kind of letting you guys know we do kind of, not kind of, we really do say our opinions on this one and how and what we think. And so... If you guys don't agree with those things, that's totally fine. You're still welcome, but just, just dive on in and listen and let us know what you think. Yeah, here is our Eat actual stuff. real opinions. So I've been seeing these crazy posts in these groups that I'm in, which is one of the reasons why I always wanted a podcast group. 
which can kind of turn into like the wild wild west like what happened with lauren and how she had to like delete it and everything because people didn't even know who she was these are like podcast facebook groups yeah so like um i guess i won't say which ones they are but they're like very popular right podcast groups and it usually i think what happens is it's a great support group but then when you get fifty thousand women somewhere with all differing opinions and so many different things happening um there's a lot of people that will like contact their family members like outside of the group and like totally just like screw them over and just like a lot of stuff happens but that's why I kind of always wanted a group to be like it doesn't have to be like that but I can only imagine how hard it is to monitor something Mm -hmm. that big um but I've just been like seeing these posts so I'm gonna read you a couple okay Okay. I'm nervous so Can we talk about boyfriends doing things that we've specifically asked our boyfriends not to do and how we feel? And then our boyfriends still do it and then tell you to chill out. How would you react? Okay, let's take whatever. Okay. Edit to add. Right now, it's that he goes to this girl house that I have a problem with. They hooked up before I met and I'm okay with them still being friends, but he sleeps there. And I told him it makes me uncomfortable. And I know other people sleep there too, like his friends, but he did it tonight and I can't help but think he is just not being respectful to my feelings. So then, of course, I go and I just want to be like, girl, you are like, you know, you want to go off. (laughs) Yeah. But so many comments are just like it's either it's like one extreme to the next. Like, you know, it couldn't be a big deal or like get out now. He's cheating on you. It's like there's never this Mm -hmm. thing of like, hey, actually, that's just really not appropriate. Yeah. Like and it's just really not okay. And I would never in a million years be with somebody who did that. I like laugh. Not at her because I feel bad, but I, like, laugh because I think it has to be a joke that people deal with that. I can't believe someone would not, um, well, (laughs) I guess knowing myself, so this is, like, um, not, like, being very, like, sympathetic or empathetic because I don't understand is, like, I can't believe you're stupid enough to stay with someone and be questioning that Mm -hmm. because I just know that any girl is so much more worth it than that Mm -hmm. and that they shouldn't have to question themselves because a man is telling them like oh you're being hormonal or like Mm -hmm. why can't you trust me are you really worthy of trust if you already hooked up with her before that Mm -hmm. and I mean who cares if he's not friends are Mm -hmm. staying the night they're guys is it a ton of other girls i mean i guess that would be kind of different what is what is one thing good or positive that could come from him staying there why is he staying there why does he have to yeah he doesn't uh, oh he's there until 3 a.m why is he there at 3 a.m why can't he hang Mm -hmm. out there on a normal saturday or hang out with you and probably not really hang out with the girl he's hooked up with like yeah i am all down like i've literally like arturo can go to coffee with girls he knows I really don't care I trust him implicitly he would Mm -hmm. never do anything but like if he had a thing with a different girl and he was there till three in the morning I'd be like so we're not I'm not with you like it would just be so clear like you obviously would rather be with her so you should go be with her then you know here here I'll give an example of like okay I guess that makes more sense if you haven't seen that person in forever and you were doing a ton of things and that person's in town it's like oh okay then yeah go stop by their house you've been doing other things Mm -hmm. and go hang out like whatever play video games or something and then leave of course yeah whatever it is that you would be doing at 3 a.m well with his a girl he's hooked up with like you're not playing video games but i mean even so yeah let's say he wasn't doing anything right then it's like 
but still why is it's like he a there? one-time thing like okay i guess i could see that you're never gonna see her again sure that's fine yeah or let's all go to dinner together yeah it's just i don't get it okay yeah, so then i have another one but it's pretty graphic okay but i think it's good to read because for me it has opened my eyes to what girls go through and they're they're purposefully going through mm. okay so i'm gonna try and censor it <laughs> But I mostly because I want you to hear this. Okay. So advice needed. And it's posted like anonymously. Okay. My boyfriend is the kind of boyfriend that likes a BJ that doesn't end in spitting. And he likes butt sex. Nope. Forward through this if you have children in the car. <laughs> but trust me, you just have to hear this. Okay. Whenever I give him a BJ, I throw up. So obviously I don't really like doing it. And anal hurts so bad. I've tried lots of lube and etc etc and it's just not happening my boyfriend has threatened to break up with me if i don't do anal and most recently he said that he'll never propose to me until i start giving him more bjs i feel like i'm a bad girlfriend but i also feel like i have valid reasons for avoiding these things i do them sometimes because it makes me feel bad or he manipulate manipulates me with anger and if i Oh, manipulates me with anger if I don't want to do it. I don't know what to do. I feel stuck. Everything else in our relationship is great, but I also don't want someone telling me that the only reason they wouldn't marry me is because I don't give enough BJs. I want to stay with him, but I feel really weird about doing these things for him when I really don't want to. It makes me feel weird and down every time. What's your advice? (laughs) And that is like the tip of the iceberg. Like, the other one I saw, this, her boyfriend, I, I couldn't find the post. I think she deleted it. But she was talking about how her boyfriend broke her arm, like, in violence the previous year. He did it on purpose, and she stayed with him. And she was asking for advice on what to do now and, like, if she should break up with him. And then she was posting the comments, like, yeah, I broke up with him, but, like, I don't know what to do now. Like, I feel like I have to stay with him and all this stuff. So it's like I'm seeing these things in groups where I'm, like, if one person is posting this, hundreds of girls are dealing with this. How in a million years, like with this sexual one, like that is sexual abuse. But at the same time, why are you staying? Why would you want to marry somebody? Why is he holding a proposal over your head, forcing you to do something that you don't want to do? Well, my so my first question would be if he's fine in every other aspect of the relationship what does fine really mean and i can't imagine that fine means that he truly if you get down to the root of respect truly looks like and him telling you that you're worthy and affirming you and being um dependable i don't know if she would be able to say yeah he is all of those things it's just in the bedroom I don't know if that's true. And if it is true, does he have another issue? Like, does he have issues having sex? Mm -hmm. Is it not enjoyable for him to have sex? Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, why? And I can't help to think, uh, does he have a porn addiction? Oh, yeah. And that, um, I don't know if any of you guys, this seriously feels like a conversation me and Olivia are just having, which is the point of this. But I don't know if you guys are familiar with the porn industry and porn addiction but um me and my husband as we do counseling with couples um my husband's met with plenty of men who have had porn addictions and it 
trickles into not only their sex life but their life with their spouse Mm -hmm. and it hurts their spouse in ways of not feeling like enough and not feeling like they're worthy and so if it comes down to him saying like these sexual things are a priority to me um I really wish a girl had enough confidence in herself to say those things don't determine a relationship and whether or not you stay with someone Mm -hmm. and I mean we can go as far as saying as believers that's why I don't think you should be having sex before marriage because these are things that you take with the rest of the marriage Mm -hmm. and things that you work on and that you have a true deep dive into what's really going on because I think that it's so much more mental than it is physical oh yeah And so that's a really scary thing to me when it comes to like that sexual relationship. Um, And the hardest part is like, I'm so thankful to not have had sex before marriage because I knew at any point if I needed to break up with Zav, I would have. And I'm really thankful for not having sex before marriage because I think when you have sex you just feel so close and intimate with that person and i mean the bible talks about this you truly become one flesh and so i can't imagine the difficulty of people breaking up or not being together and still being in love with someone even though they know they're not supposed to be with them and i think that's why i see Um, as far as relationships that I do know of or um, that did have some sort of abuse they did for the most part I'm not saying all of them had a sexual relationship Um, and so that's why they had a harder time or a hard time at all to say like I can't do this Mm -hmm. gosh that like totally breaks my heart I know I know and I think it really is very unpopular to I mean, even openly talk about that. And that's what we talked about um, when we were on Sarah from the Bird's Papaya. Like, I felt weird saying that I was a virgin because I thought that it would be judged. And then, you know, it's just interesting that it's like we can't have that opinion of like not having sex before you're married because people think it's the number one thing in a relationship. And that makes me so sad for those people. Like, I love Arturo for, I mean, we don't have sex. And I know that's just going to be the cherry on top. But it's like, that's not, I don't love him for that at all, you know? And I think like what you said, like, especially for women, like we have this mental connection to anything physical, even like a kiss or a Mm -hmm. handhold. And those are like nothing compared to like having sex or like what that girl is doing with her boyfriend. Um, And by all means, we're not judging anybody who has sex before they're married or did have sex or whatever that looks like. But I think it's like a really good time to like really contemplate and think like, I think so many people are lying to themselves, like especially girls that think it's no big deal to have tons of one night stands or to be really giving their body in that way because that's a very intimate thing regardless of what your faith is like what regardless of if you believe in the bible or if you don't like take this moment to like really think about what you're doing and like how I mean like it is precious like your body and and who you give it to and it's so intimate but people just do it and I feel like It's because they think, I've listened to so many podcasts and they all say the same thing. Like sex is the number one thing in a relationship. Hmm. And it's just like, Like yeah, it's part of it. Like the number one important thing? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, I've heard that in multiple podcasts. Like without that. And I'm like, well, dang, that sucks for your relationship. That's what I think. Like, 
again, we're not saying like having a physical attraction to your person is so important Mm -hmm. and having that physical connection or sex. I mean, for us inside of marriage is so important, obviously, but it's just like then you become dependent. And like you said, they feel like they can't break up with the person that they're with because they've already done all of these things i think sex is spiritual emotional mental and physical i think it has to do with everything in your relationship and i think it's important because it helps your relationship it's what keeps you connected to the person that you're with and so the difficulty with then you say break up with that person and then you're with another person but you had such a deep connection already that mm-hmm. physical like there's no there's no um force like there is sex in a relationship and i think that's why it's so special and i think that's why the bible hones in on it so much mm-hmm. and the importance of it um but it's not the end all be all of a relationship and i think that's why your relationship shouldn't be built on your sexual physical Mm -hmm. life and so like that guy like oh i'm gonna break up with you i'm not gonna marry you if you don't give me a blowjob or Mm -hmm. uh, do anal with me and really what a man should be saying or even a woman is i respect you and these are things that i would like and these are things that i would want But I want what's comfortable for you. And I don't want to demean you or hurt you in any way that's going to harm you or like distrust me. And that's one thing that when me and Zav got married, we had a lot of difficulty having sex. And that had to do with like things with him. It had a lot more to do with me. And I had some past stuff that I still hadn't gone through. And so I... I just kept having to remind him like I would want to apologize and it's nothing to apologize about. Mm -hmm. I said there's so many like mental and emotional barriers I have to break through in order to trust you in this. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because like sex you are completely stripped down in front of someone and honestly like I had I hadn't had sex before marriage but I had done other things and I'd been stripped down in front of men and there's still no comparison to sexual intercourse itself Mm -hmm. and the the um the feeling not of like sex itself but the emotional and even spiritual part of it like like you're a part of a different world Mm -hmm. and there's a reason for that there's a reason you want to tell someone you love them after having sex with them or having some sort of relationship with them and that's because it's so deep and meaningful yeah so not where I thought this was going to go at all I know (laughs) (laughs) I know and then just thinking of like um like can you imagine like a guy getting off for lack of a better word to a girl doing something and then she's throwing up and like he's feeling good or yeah. a girl who's like in pain when he's doing something to her but it's like first of all that's the most selfish thing that I could think of regardless of it, either way girl mm-hmm. or guy whatever is happening I mean just a like a PSA for anyone listening if they are in these situations we're not saying it's easy to get out of them but it's just like you are worth so much more than that and like good guys do exist and I 
it's like what you were saying about having that communication. So like, even though Arturo and I aren't having sex, like I'm super open with him. Like, I'll just tell him, like, I'll just be like, Hey, this is what I think. Or like, I kind of have questions. Like, I don't want it to be like, I know. And on the flip side, I know so many Christian girls that knew nothing when they got married, Mm -hmm. nothing like girls. that didn't even know like what a boner was. Totally. And I'm like, that must have been literally terrifying. <laughs> like, seriously. Like, what comes out? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. What is that? And so it's obviously educate yourself. Mm-hmm. But then I think you're getting educated in the wrong things like porn or things that aren't real. They're on a set, everybody. Like, this is not real. Those girls are not real. Those noises are not real. And so then men go into it thinking that's how their experiences are going to be. Yep. And then these Christian girls have never been naked in front of somebody. And then they don't know anything. Yeah. So it's like you want to have that, like, happy medium and have that communication. But then go, well, if your partner, let's say you are going to have sex before you're married. And that's just how it's going to be. If your partner's not listening to you and they're continuing to do things I mean I even think one time but continuing to do things that you aren't comfortable with like get out of that situation like to me there's no like ifs ands or buts like it's gonna seep into other areas of your life like Mm -hmm. he's he's not just like that then and that's that like you said it's a complete that's just disrespect on so many levels you know but it's just yeah it is like you were saying it's just such an emotional thing and I think people really need to be like honest with themselves about that um I think that of course and I know that you would agree like saying that would be so much easier than actually doing it um because you're like oh yeah that's an easy thing I can change or yeah that's something that I could be like unselfish in but one piece of advice I would give is stop people pleasing (laughs) and definitely in your relationship and remember to also not be selfish so right. don't people please, but don't be selfish. Like if you can and are able to do something your partner likes and you're not going to throw up or cry, right. yeah, do maybe it. do it. <laughs> and and in that way, like, yeah, there are times that Zab wants to have sex and I'm like, I'm not in the mood, mm-hmm. but I'll absolutely do that yeah. or I'll like do something to help out. <laughs> I'll, what like, do you need? You know, in, in one way. <laughs> yeah. And I'll even tell him, I'm like, I just so you know, like I'm not going to be super into it right now, but I would love to to do that for you yeah um and like that's just the way it goes and I have to remind Zav too like hey you know what honestly I probably would be in the mood a little bit more if you pursued me a little bit yeah and like if you told me today like affirmations or mm-hmm. like my love languages yeah or if like throughout this week or we had a certain conversation that like really like hurt me and turned me off mm-hmm. and so I'm I'm having like a difficult um connection with you and what I've learned is how much more emotional of a connection women need. So if you are a man and for some reason you're listening to this episode, <laughs> which I'm still thankful for it because you need to hear these things. Yeah. Um, you need to know that you need to pursue your woman, your partner mm-hmm. with so much love and gentleness mm-hmm. and like throughout the day, like flirting with her or like whatever the things like I love a little bit of flirting. And so and I want that throughout the day. I don't want Zav to pursue me um, to have sex. I want him to right. pursue me because he wants me. Yeah. And that's if especially if you're a believer, that's something that the Lord does to us. Mm-hmm. And he's constantly pursuing us. Jesus is pursuing us. And he's also saying, like, come follow me. Well, because you have to be married us. for like 50 years just to interject. 
So it's going to take work at some point. Yeah. It's not like the beginning of a relationship. Like you have to work for it every day. Every single day you have to work for it. Um, And so it's hard because you just know if a girl is having issues in this, she doesn't understand her self-worth. And if, if I'm talking to you um, and you're hearing me right now and you're having a hard time hearing that, I'm really sorry and I don't mean that to make you feel defensive or make you feel unempowered, but I think that you should realize what's really going on and like give yourself confidence and I don't know like how exactly to take steps in that direction, but I think a really great place to start is speaking out and telling people around you what's really going on in your relationship and One thing that I've really learned in therapy lately is how loyal to a fault, the absolute, everyone thought I was a six for a long time. And so that would make sense. I'm so loyal, even to people who have hurt me in the past, because I can be defensive for them. And I can say, well, they didn't like, they weren't in a place to know better. And that doesn't matter. They still hurt you. And so what I'm learning in my own relationship is I know that Zav loves me. And so when he hurt hurts me, it doesn't mean that like he meant to hurt me. It means he still loves me, but it doesn't mean that he did the right thing. And so that's something that I really want you to take with you and remind yourself that that person is also at fault if especially they're being abusive. It's not your fault. And it has nothing to do with you. There's nothing for you to work on except for helping that person or leaving because that right. might be helping them. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. To an extent, it it could be not their fault. But if you're staying, you're enabling that behavior. Absolutely. So to, be, to give tough love, like... If you feel like you don't know anybody, call one of us because that's what I see most of the time. It's I don't know anybody. I I don't know who to call. Call call one of us because at the end of the day, if you are staying, you're enabling and you got to get out. And this is completely different. This is not talking to somebody who was a child of abuse or anything like that. That's something different. But if you're in a relationship that you are choosing, like you like Lisa saying, like you are worth it Mm -hmm. to leave. This will never get better. He's never going to change. I'm sorry. You're not going to change him. That is just it. Oh, oh, he was just, he's like that when he's drinking. Um, okay. That's still not an excuse. And Quit why drinking. Is he drinking. And why is he like that? Because he's drinking. He has yeah. something else going on. Yeah. I was in a verbally abusive relationship before I met Zav. And this guy would tell me um, he only wanted to be around me when I was high or drunk. And he only wanted to do stuff with me if we were high or drunk. And so... And I was in such a low place of my my self-esteem and I absolutely did not know my worth. I was like so far from the Lord at this time and I I honestly thought like, well, I want to help this guy. Like he doesn't like want people to be close to him, but I do because I really like him and honestly, I did think that I loved him Uh and I thought it was like despite all of his bad things, like yeah, he had so many good qualities and I still think that to this day, great guy, but so not worth my time, so not worth my like diminishing me and I had to call him out and it was really cool because a few months after um, 
I like broke things off with him, he apologized and he said he had started like reading his Bible and stuff like that. And that was really cool. But I was just like, okay, thanks. (laughs) Thanks for reaching out. And I was just like, I want absolutely nothing to do with you. And turns out he had psychological stuff going on and he had to get psychological help. He had so much more. I don't know if there were like things in the past or if it was just his mental or chemical imbalances, who knows, but that does not give any excuse for how he treated me. And I, I don't even know how, but somehow the Lord got me out of it. And I like, I did a 180 within the week that I broke up with him and I just, it almost felt like I just lifted myself up and I'm like, no, I'm not going to take that anymore. I know I'm way more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even when you were saying that, I was thinking back to like the one thing I had with this guy and it was not verbally abusive by any means, but he didn't treat me right. So like on the flip side of almost being like, but you just like them or like what you said, like I thought I loved them. And so then when you, when you feel like you love somebody, I can only imagine like these girls who are posting that are, you know, that they're in an abusive relationship. It's like, well, they love the person they're with. I'm sure that you've had amazing memories together. I'm sure that you've gone on trips and you look back and you were happy and I'm not discrediting those things because it's so easy to get stuck in it and it's so easy to like you said um maybe not it's it's not even like I didn't know my worth it was just more of like oh I guess it's just how it is like I never dated anybody right. so I was just like oh like he's kind of mean great though yeah but he's so great Everyone he's like a little mean imperfections <laughs> yeah and then you know of course like I didn't even know what love was until I met Arturo because when you're in those yeah. those moments exactly. you don't even know yeah I thought I loved that guy because I didn't yeah. know what love is yeah and that's like ooh, okay I just can't help but bringing it back to God like we can't know true love and good love until we like know God and so it was like when I met Zav who brought me closer to God and like helped me in that um that I like knew what a healthy relationship was and that a man can actually be like empowering and uplifting and sweet and kind and care about my emotions and having a conversation with me yeah um and uh one thing that I um I learned is and that I've seen a lot of people like to date or marry someone that they can help mm-hmm. and here's my PSA dating is not a rescue mission mm. you shouldn't be missional dating yeah missionary dating doesn't work no And so you shouldn't date someone to try to get them to know God um, Mm -hmm. or to help them like in their journey, like then help them in another way. Don't date them. And I'm not saying you can't date someone who's um, like having a rocky relationship or or has a rocky relationship with God or like they're going through a season or they're like still getting to know the Lord. Make sure they have their own faith if that's what you're trying to like date and that's the type of person you want to be with and if they're going through things make sure they're already trying to work on themselves and that you're helping them with that and that they're not like begrudging you for trying to get stuff out of you because I look back on my relationship when I started and I I had like just gone through that crazy season with that guy I was only out of it for like a week I think when I met Sav and I had previously like uh, truly known the Lord and all of that. And I 
came out of a season of like I wore myself out like in the faith and um, serving all the time and I just chose to walk away and I thought that Christianity was too hard for me and so when I came back I was like no this is a relationship it's not um, like wearing myself down like for the church it's like make sure you're also getting help And so when me and Zav were dating, I would say the only difference is he was helping me in my relationship, but he was helping me in my own faith and journey and walk. He wasn't like holding my hand and guiding me everywhere. He wasn't like, oh, hop on to my faith. He was just like, oh yeah, you have a question about that? Like, do you want to know more about that? And I would be able to come to him and ask him questions, but I had my own faith. And so in the same way, like Zav emotionally, um, I was able to draw things out of him and help him a lot, which is kind of crazy because we did really well in that type of relationship. I would help him all the time in his emotions and in his feelings. But once we had children, I did not have the capacity to do that all the time anymore. And so we had to learn to get to a point where Zav, like you need to be more in touch with your emotions. And so that's just like part of the journey of like learning relationships and having a point of like, I can't help you help yourself all the time. Mm -hmm. You also have to be on that journey. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, at the end of the day, who, where, like, where are they going to fall when they fall? Yeah. Because that, that is what I see so often. And now I'm talking to Christians is, when you missionary date, which I've known a lot of couples that have done that, and unfortunately, more than half of them are already divorced. And the reason for that is, like Lisa's saying, you you can hopefully grow together. Like Arturo and I are mm-hmm. lucky that we met at 19 and we have somehow grown together. It would mm-hmm. have been very easy to grow apart. But we had our own faiths before then we had our own like relationships with jesus before then and so i don't go to him to find jesus i go to jesus and then i find him Mm -hmm. and that is a huge problem is people will meet somebody and they'll be like but you should come to church but we're not going to date no 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 that's not going to happen of course, you're going to draw, especially that's something so emotional, going to church and maybe you see them get saved or get baptized and you have the, that connection mm-hmm. with them. And that's an insane connection if you're a believer to like see somebody like accept Jesus for the first yeah. time. Then you fall in love with them. And then all of a sudden it's like, but but are they walking with Jesus? What is their relationship? Are they reading? Are they leading you? What mm-hmm. is happening with that? So that also is, I think, a huge issue in our culture, too. And like this idea of like Arturo and I were just talking to somebody who was like, you know, and it wasn't in a in a mean way, but it was just like, so why aren't you guys married? You know, it was like that question. And and it was like our, the way Arturo said it was he he was just like, the Lord has taught us so much patience and I've never had patience or perseverance in anything. Mm. So for some reason, the career I chose and the relationship I chose, that's literally everything instilled within me has to just been just wait that's all I hear is just wait and I'm like I've been waiting like so long um but it's like my identity is not in Arturo and it's what we were talking about with Maria like this codependency and I'm not saying date someone for eight years like that's so extreme but it's more of like like make sure you know who you are so let's even take away the faith aspect who are you? What do you like? What do you like to do? Like, it's not whatever my boyfriend likes to do. And I hear that all the time. It's like, but what do you like? Who are you? If your boyfriend 
left or died? Truly ask yourself these questions of what would you do in those situations? And I think that also comes with like you waiting at least a while to have sex too. learning each other without learning each other's bodies first, mm-hmm. like learn each other's minds and understand each other. Because then when you do have sex, whether it's in marriage or not, I mean, for us, it is marriage. But whether it's not like your sex is going to be so much better, too, because you know each other on this crazy, like mental level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's so crazy because I think back to getting married at 21 and I see a 21 get married now and I'm like, <laughs> like the what? other day. Yeah. Like, how old is she? I was like 21. You're like, what? what? She's 21. I was like, wait, Lisa, weren't you 21? I was you like, oh married? my gosh, I can't believe I got married at 21. Um, that's so weird. Almost six years. And I can't believe I've been married that long. And that's not long at all. And it seems so long to me. Um, but I, I have like so almost all of my friends are single or like I have one who like just recently got married but most of my friends aren't and so it's wild to me that I have been married for that many years and I got married not knowing Zav. Zav wasn't my best friend and really the thing that we had in common the most was our mission in life together and that's why we chose to get married and so we were we're completely different people we like totally different things um but like our like main life like living life things are exactly the same and I think that's why like we do so well together is because like I wanted to go on mission with him to start a church I like love hospitality and so does he we love having people in our home and serving people and I think that like having the fact that like our our faith aspects in that sense and like where we see the Lord um like moving us were exactly the same in ways I had never with anyone else and so it's crazy because I was 21 Sal was 27 and so Zav, so weird. I'm 27. This is when Zav got married. Mm-hmm. Ah, I'm 27, right? Yeah, I'm 27. Um, so that's crazy to think. Like Zav was so sure of himself. He had a career when he was 20, and um, he was already like off in his ways, and um, like had been living on his own. I had never had a real job. I was living with my parents. I had no idea what my passions and my dreams were. Um, I had one kind of serious relationship when I was like 16 to 18. And that's about it. And so when I met Zav, I didn't know my worth. I didn't know my identity in Christ. I didn't even know the things that I liked other than cats. That's literally about it. And everything else, I'm so, so lucky to have married someone who wanted to be with me in the process of getting to know myself and has the patience of me loving certain things and then hating it and then just figuring out everything on my own kind of with his help. Um, But in that, that's hard because you're marrying someone who's going to be completely different in a few years. And that's any single marriage so when you get married that young though Mm -hmm. you have to know and be prepared your spouse or you are going to be 100% different in a few years yeah and if you're not you're not trying you're not growing yeah you're stagnant if Mm -hmm. there's stagnation it's so crazy because I was just talking about this in therapy today 
I'm so worried of like, okay, let's say there's a pool. I'm, everyone for the most part is in the shallow end and anyone who is in touch with their feelings and is like pursuing Jesus or like pursuing their passions and dreams are in the deep end. They don't know what they're doing. They probably aren't doing that great mentally and emotionally. They're probably unhealthy in certain parts of their lives, but they're working really damn hard. And the difference with them is even though they're not necessarily grounded, they're swimming with Jesus because that's where they're supposed to be. You're not supposed to be comfortable. You're not supposed to be 24-7 happy. And if you are, you have an issue. Mm -hmm. I was right when you said that. I just pictured... (laughs) I just pictured myself like dead at the bottom of the pool <laughs> in the deep end. Just there's just so many rocks like, on me. I'm like trying. I'm just me trying to swim. I'm in the deep end, but I don't know how to swim. And I'm Googling how to swim while I'm in the deep end. That's my life. But no, I mean, you're you're so right. And I think it is. That's my soapbox. I, I know. And it is understanding too, like the ebbs and flows of relationships. So if you've been in a relationship or you're married, like the three year and the seven year were the hardest for Arturo and I. And even harder because oh we were Oh my gosh, ours we was the three year. That's yeah, so crazy. That's, that, that's what they say. It's a three and year and seven year That's when we had bear. Oh, yeah. So that was our... And ours, I think, were more like our businesses. Like, met Arturo. We both got jobs Mm. at Red Robin. Like, I was a waitress. Then I worked at a coffee shop. (laughs) And, you know, you ebb and flow. And then all of a sudden, we have all these businesses, you know, and stuff happens. So I think it's understanding, too, like life happens and and people do change and you just have to stick it through especially if you're married like this is not oh, especially if you're married. this is not I mean you think those posts are bad I mean I see so many people say they're expecting to get divorced even before they're married and it's this idea of like that marriage is a covenant it's not a piece of paper and it is very important and um I was gonna say something the whole time oh and to kind of like backtrack a little bit just to give um inspiration advice for girls that are listening like every single person in this world is different and if anybody tells you that like getting drunk is cool or drinking is cool or having sex is cool and you're an adult now because you're doing all of these things like all of those things are just lies that everybody tells you and I'm not saying you can't do those things but I think there is a real problem with people thinking that they have to do something that they don't want to do because they think that they have to do it. And I'm just here to tell you like a testament, like I'm 28. I live at home. I'm a virgin. I don't drink. And I think that that could be looked at like I'm a loser. And if I'm a loser because of that, then that's fine. But I just want people to understand like you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. And it doesn't make you cooler if you do those things. And I just feel like people need to they need to hear that. Like if you need to like move back home because you want to pursue your dreams or whatever it is that you think you shouldn't be doing, like please just do it. Like listen to what you want. You're going to know. You have an intuition, especially women. We have a sixth sense. Whenever I'm around a man who I have a weird feeling about like I know it's God-given and I know that we feel these things and we have that intuition which is like the red flags that pop up and then we push them back down yeah it's like listen to those red flags get out of those situations and know you are fine just the way you are just you nobody else nothing else you're doing but just you okay that's so good yeah did I talk about the mountain analogy or did I just talk to no, you We just about talked about that? the pool. Just the pools. Okay. So this is kind of similar, but a little different. And 
I think I talked to you maybe about this personally, but as I've like become like been coming into my own and figuring out myself. Um, oh, I think I might have talked about this in the uh, two year podcast, um, the anniversary podcast episode um is (laughs) can I make it longer she's in a pool right now (laughs) I'm I'm drowning excuse me um so the mountain analogy that I learned in therapy of wars hi Jeff um is like the more you climb up the mountain life is kind of like climbing up a mountain bear with me that's so cheesy but most people at base base camp kind of like the shallow end okay and like self-discovery if you may is at the top or Jesus if you believe in Jesus okay and so the closer you get to Jesus the more you want to turn back and go to your old ways because it gets harder Mm -hmm. so you almost like want to backtrack or or like look behind you like Sodom and Gomorrah see Mm -hmm. do you remember yes our conversation about this yeah the God did turn someone into salt believe for people that aren't believers believe it or not (laughs) believe it or not even even I wow (laughs) really yeah um so crazy so um it's crazy because the more I figure out myself and come into my own as I climb this mountain I want to look back (coughs) and be like but it was easier down there not being in touch with yourself not being in touch with your feelings um quote-unquote having um bad emotions the closer you get to the top so like being angry or being sad and wanting to let those things out I'm learning in therapy which is the worst to allow my emotions to come out when they need to Mm -hmm. that is actually very scary when you're in touch with your emotions and other people are like why are you crying Mm -hmm. or like why are you angry that's a bad emotion Mm -hmm. and so telling yourself no emotions are good and they're okay and they have meaning and talk about it is much scarier than not than not yeah no totally and I think that just to end this like that I think that analogy can just be all-encompassing for life in general if you're starting a business like I always say you know I'm climbing up Mount Everest in heels without mm-hmm. a jacket on and that's how I felt for years and that's how I feel in my relationship like it ha- it's is very uncomfortable to be in a relationship for eight years and not get married like there are things that are very hard but you just have to take it one step at a time and really not look back don't look at all the people in the shallow end having fun and compare and don't compare honestly like I have had to do that so much just be like everyone's having fun right now and I'm not but that's fine because I'm gonna have fun later and that's what I have to think every time I say no and every time we don't do things and that is the same for a relationship like everyone might be getting married and having kids and you might be like I'm 30 and single what am I doing hey there's nothing wrong with you no live your best life you're gonna find somebody like it is okay that everyone is doing these things and again that just goes back to what I just said like you do what's best for you and if you are in a situation you need to get out of it this is your reminder to get out of it if you are in an abusive relationship like Honestly, I say scream it from the mountaintops and get out of there because there are people that are going to help you. And if you feel like you can't talk about the abusive relationship you're in, go to a church, find a pastor, find somebody that you can at least confide in and just think about your life. Think about you when you're 90 and say, would I be so happy that I stayed in a relationship where somebody hit me or talked to me that way? Or would you say, I'm so happy I got out of that and I made a better life for my kids or myself? Mm-hmm. So, Amen. I know that it kind of went everywhere. I know. But Did I even tie in my mountain analogy? You said if you keep going, it's better. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I think Jeff said it I probably meant, better. What I meant to say, <laughs> or like what I meant to like tie that all in is like you're going to have a harder time the more you get to know yourself and the more you work on yourself and your spouse might not be climbing up that mountain with you. And that's going to be really hard. They might not be working on themselves. And you have to learn to be independent from them and one with them. And I don't necessarily have an answer to that. Mm -hmm. Except don't be worrying about other people if Mm -hmm. they're not going to be working on themselves. But if you're already married, then try to help them in any way that you can. Yeah. And that's the unselfish part that you do have to get over. And Mm -hmm. that you have to say, okay, I'm going to die to myself. Even though this person really sucks. And I'm sure Zav has to say that to him all himself all the time I was gonna say when you said earlier don't date somebody who you want to help I'm like I feel like I'm dating somebody who it just helps me oh same like I just am always like oh thanks for teaching me thanks for not yelling at me when I was yelling at you thanks (laughs) for not literally and how I was just telling you this earlier how fortunate are we to be with our boys yeah and they're so amazing and if anyone hears that and go goes oh ooh, good for you guys we waited. I had never dated anybody in Tell Our Tarot till I was 20. I never held anyone's hand. I waited. And I'm not I saying said, that you'll find yeah. that at 20, but it's more of like if you have to wait till you're 30, 35, 40 until you find that person that's going to treat you right. Like I also, I know we have to be done, but going on TikTok and seeing those dumb TikToks of girls going, so if you are with a good guy, like what does he even do? Like girls don't understand and that that's makes so me sad. sad. It makes me sad that they don't see that, but they're out there and it's who you surround yourself with. It's where you find your worth and you're going to get what you're putting out. And so put out like confidence and that you're worth it and that you're going to say no and you're going to stand up for yourself and you're not going to just take anybody because then that happens. Yeah, I had gone through so many like not great guys. Like I dated um, like this one guy who like, yeah, I'm sure he was a great guy, but um, he was a police officer. And there was this one time he was off duty and a store was being robbed. And he was in his cop car and someone goes up to him and he's like, hey, that store is being robbed. Can you go in? And he said he's off duty. <gasps> and so he didn't go in. <laughs> and I found this out because after my first date, I Googled him and I found that out. And he ended up bringing it up later. But I was like, I'm sorry, I can't marry I can't think of yeah. even marrying someone like that like that's not a man I'm sure like he's worked on it and he's like fine now maybe but I'm not even gonna risk it and so sure you can date someone who has a past or like they've done things that they regret but you have to remember what if they keep that with them yeah and you have to be willing to work with them through that and you're really like when you're saying your marriage vows you're really gonna have to stick to those things yeah like harder than anyone else for better or for worse people absolutely so and and again if if people are in the shallow end and they seem like they're having the best time ever trust me it's not all that it seems to be yeah which is actually something i brought up in therapy today (laughs) for the fourth time be like a what a horse, a horse in Disneyland. Disneyland. Like I always say, everybody. I was like a whore. <laughs> a whore in Disneyland. <laughs> You're like a whore uh-huh. in Disneyland. Disneyland. Um, just to end this, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Just to reiterate, um, everybody is welcome. So I feel like at the yeah. beginning we we came in really strong. These are our opinions, our beliefs, but at the end of the day. 
we're here for you guys no matter what you choose no yeah. matter who you are you are welcome here this is just what we think mm-hmm. so thank you for coming thanks for letting us have an opinion yes at least i hope Jeez. so <laughs> we're gonna punch a wall um if you haven't I meant, yet i truly meant that if you haven't yet if you could subscribe rate and review and it does not have to be five stars i posted that today whatever it is like we want to see what you guys are thinking we want to see what you guys like we like positive affirmation and we also like constructive criticism depending on the maybe day. message us if it's a one star yeah and message then us, rate and we'll, us we'll if it's a yeah. five star yes that's good um and you can also follow us at olivia crin and it's lisa brosser and at the salt and pepper podcast on instagram and if you want to join a fun facebook group salt and pepper podcast not insiders on facebook <laughs> not ours um, we're working on it and we will see you guys next tuesday thanks for listening Tune in every Tuesday on the saltandpepperpodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and please rate and review. Follow us on Instagram at the Salt and Pepper Podcast. Make sure to like and follow our Facebook page and email us for any questions, comments, or ideas about what you want to hear on the show. We will see you next Tuesday. I'm all shook up.